There you are, dude. Cool. Hey, dude, sick background, man. I still want a cage in my damn school. I know I messaged you about it a while back. Yeah, I know I have, um, I probably have 20 or 30 feet left of that. I'm not using, if you ever. Man, actually, so here's, we built, my dad is such an amazing fabricator, right? He, he can build anything out of steel. He's built me uh, a table here at my house, but like I'm kind of, it's like chaos. My Mac's been uh, a little weird, but like this this last three days, it's a, it's like a new MacBook, but it's been acting weird. Yeah. And um, <laughs> but I'm also in the process of moving to my a new studio, right? And we right. made a cut a custom table, kept the leftover steel for a cage wall because we just moved into a new gym, and I've got a roll of the the covered fencing, you know, and yeah, you know, it's. I should be able to construct it. I got the steel. I got my pops. I just got to get, I just got to do it. Like we've been, it's been uh, on the positive side of being shut down is like yourself. We, we moved in two weeks before, but then we closed in and we got all this extra stuff done, which was right. great. Right. Yeah. Well, dude, how about your move, man? How's everything been going? You, you feeling good on the other side of it? I do. Um, you know, I, I've had a lot of people like, you know, why are you doing this right now? But it, it just was time. I mean, if, if you could see, I saved my original max. So let me, let me back up. I've had the same 24 by 24 square rollout mats for, oh uh, God, five years, almost six. And so that mat is now in the middle of all my new mats and it's different color. Is and it the so, black one? Yeah, I did the black wrap. Yeah. yeah. Blue. And I mean, because I had students that were like, you're not getting rid of the blue. That's that's the blue, you know, whatever. And I did. I love my blue mats. But uh, I went ahead and you see the mats and what we've been on for so long um, that it's almost hard to believe we had as many students as we did on that little place. And we had standing room before the shutdown. I mean, parents couldn't find a seat. So it was time. It just was, it's just a, it's just a weird time in the world, but it was a perfect time for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I know a few people that it, I kind of, for us, it was, you know, I don't definitely don't want to have to shut down again. Let me preface that. But for us, it was positive. I know my friend, Matt Blank, who, uh, he renovated a new location in Tucson. So that's been, it's been a positive thing for him. Uh, but I know a few people that have, and I think it just kind of depends on, what states were hit, you know, the worst or the worst number of cases or the worst uh, government administration of the shut, you yeah. know? Yeah, there's a lot to that, you know. Um, yeah. For us, we're, we're fortunate. I mean, we, had, we had a lot of cases and a lot of the, a lot of the information you were getting was showing that we were really high. You know, we were, you know, we were on the upper end of, of, of a lot of that stuff. But on the other side of it, we, we recover pretty quick and we we're in phase three right now. Um, That's awesome. So, you know, it's, it's, the turnaround has been good. Um, but for us, it was just, it was, it was, it was kind of painless. On my end. I, I hate that for people that it wasn't, but you know, I, I was very fortunate that um, 
I wasn't having to live off of the gym when things were being shut down. Yeah, are you still, yeah, likewise, likewise. And people like to, a bunch of people I like work with at the university have said that. They're like, oh, Brett, Brett, you're glad for your university job. And my inner voice was talking shit about them earlier. I'm like, I don't need anything. I'm educated. I will make it no matter what. Mm. But, you know, it, it, it is nice having that other income. But Cor and I, like, we could do anything. You know, yeah. it's like if if something totally crazy happens, yeah, that sucks. We'll rebound. We're still young. We have our educations. Um, and we, if we continue to learn after the yeah. fact, you know. Uh, and just with, like, whether it's entrepreneurship or whatever, it's like I have no plans of getting out of the business uh, right. of martial arts. But, um, you know. That's been another thing is I think that this is going to get a lot of people like you and I to form more like contingency plans for things like this. Right. I, I think yeah. that's got, for me, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, yeah, we talk about the worst that could happen, but nobody has a plan for what we just went through. No, no, not at all. And the thing was, um, and what gave me the kick was I actually was uh, let go from my job the week before the shutdown. Holy shit, really? Yeah, so I, um, you know, I was managing the fitness center that my gym was inside of. Oh, okay, okay, I didn't know um, that. And so that was, that was my, my full-time gig with the gym. Um, you know, and I have a, a t-shirt business that I screen print shirts. Um, and then I'm also the, a youth pastor. So I have my hand in a bunch of little things. And so there's, there's a little bit of money trickling in from a couple of different spots, um, but not having that, not having that steady income from being a manager, which was my safety net um, being pulled out. It was almost as if it, that's really what gave me the kick. Okay. Well, it be the time. Like you said, I mean, the thing is now um, from March 1st is now it's hundred percent. I'm in control. You know, if, if I don't make it, it's my fault. It's I can't blame it on anybody else. I can't can't do any of that. It's it's either I get up every day and I make it. And if it, I get up every day and I make it and it doesn't happen and I fail somewhere in the middle of it or whatever, then you know it I gave it my shot. But I'm um you know, I mean we've known each other for oh god, six years. Yeah, two years, yeah, yeah, at least. Um so you know, the one thing that I, I think without making this sound like I'm bragging is that I, I'm a survivor. I mean, six years in a, I mean, you, you know, my area, my area is, is rich in jujitsu. I mean, a lot of people don't have what we have here. I mean, I think I could throw out a number and say 15 and say, there's probably more than 15, maybe up to even 20 within a, within a, you know, 45 minutes of the central location out here of, of wow. martial arts studios, uh, especially that specialize in jujitsu. So to be able to make it six years as a, you know, a, not a black belt, you know, not, you know, I started teaching as a blue belt, um, you know, right. to make it out here after all that. I mean, I, I'm going to be able to make it. I'm going to do what I need to do. And that six years has taught me exactly what not to do. <laughs> Cause I've, I've messed it up so many times, but you know, yeah, it's this going into this timeline and, and where we're at and then to be excited about something brand new. I mean, cause this place is, 
I mean, I, the last place was nice um, to its standard, but this is like the roof's off. This is amazing. Um, I got, I got the most amazing realtor and I gave her a list of what I wanted and she showed me one property and that one property is what we went to fight for. And a month after we had it. So are you, are you leasing? Are you buying? I'm leasing. I'm nice. in the, like I'm looking right now, this, this parking lot is a business parking lot. Uh, there's, there's a, there's one side, there's two strips. One side is like a, as a food heavy strip uh, where I got Andalini's pizza. I got Subway, I got donuts for breakfast and I got a buffet. But the other side is like, it's home builders. It's uh, the Owasso, which is the city I'm in. It's the, it's their, um, their big uh, land and leasing development area. Uh, one of the biggest um, builders is here. Uh, I got the, one of the premier um, hair salons is right here. I got a, great. I got a lot of nice things right here and I'm, I'm staring right at Walmart across the street. So there's traffic over here. Like it's insane. Um, That's awesome, man. But I went from like an 800 square foot area with like 600 square feet of mat to now I'm at 2,500 square feet with a lobby. I have an office. We have 1,300 square feet of mats, a bathroom and a kitchen. I mean, so it's, the jump is huge and it's hilarious to watch people come in here and look around. <laughs> it's, I mean, we had so much time off. I was able to do what I wanted to do to the place. Yeah, that's great, man. Like I know on our move, we, on the weekends and in Cora during the day, like we used all our free time to, and I, I'm teaching full-time college class load to renovate and it was a fitness center we bought a gym that a building was a fitness center eight thousand square feet three different rooms uh like yoga room fitness kickboxing and then like two uh two mat space area on the front end with like a bag rack divider but you know yeah. i don't know if you've ever like i did everything i've ever moved into whether it was a gym or my house like not apartments but i renovated it you know like i I did like a serious overhaul the first location we bought, uh, renovated everything over three months, moved in. We did everything though. We got everything done pretty much that we wanted. We made improvements after, but it's kind of like when I moved into my house and we ran into this at the new gym, when you, you, you work on it, you work on it, you don't quite get done, but you move in and then it's like a snail crawl of a pace to finish your projects because you're just there you're you know and you don't so it's just a a longer thing but like so we're in two weeks and there's all these projects we wanted to do and then we shut down for six and did every damn one of those projects you know yeah yeah, yeah that's that's what's nice about it is i mean there's still stuff i need to do there's still stuff i want to do uh i mean i'm like looking around the place and there's just little things uh like there's just one spot in my office. Nobody sees it, you know, unless they invade my office, which happens. Uh, but I have this one strip that I want to put in to cover up the, the wood wall where I built up. There was a window where my uh, countertop is mm -hmm. and my countertop is inside my office. Um, and so that way it kind of dual purpose without losing space. But there's this little piece I want to put in. I just haven't done it. <laughs> I just, I have the piece. I just need to cut it and put it in and I just haven't done it. Uh, I'm functional and that's what's, <laughs> that's what's just, I'm going. I, I, bro, I'm with you, man. <laughs> I've been feeling that. And, um, you know, now like 
I'm trying, I'm in the midst of moving into my studio. We were going to, so we were going to install the top. Like uh, one of my guys from the gym, Purple Belt, he's chief of the campus police force, 20 year law enforcement. He's a fourth degree judo black belt. But he, he also is like uh, a do it yourself guru. Like he was like, so, you know, we'll make this tabletop. And he sends me this video and he's got a flamethrower and he's like, and he's like burning wood with it. He's like, I, I think we should do this to the, t-. but man, between him and like our graphic designer guy, who's the dude that does privates with me, um, we kind of trade out some stuff. It's like they got together and teamed up, got the logo on the tabletop. And, but Sunday we were going to do that install because the, the frame is in there and everything, but we had protest, man. And we had, uh two factions other than the peaceful protesters show up so all and and nothing turned violent a 12 year old boy threw a rock through a a store window that didn't happen and then one one supporter faction was like shoot them on on the on facebook and stuff it was wild so we didn't do that since that guy's law enforcement we didn't get to do the uh tabletop install so like i'm like half moved out of my at-home studio like it's uh right. you know but now now i'm there on my, my podcast studio which is at the new gym but it's its own entrance and exit it's its own building we framed it in um so i'm, I'm pumped about it man uh, i think i've seen pictures of that table that table looks huge it is it's it's big and it's um it's kind of it's custom it's uniquely shaped it's like a t like on one end but then like an l on the other end for like a sort of a where I'm gonna put all my audio and production and one of the cameras. Uh, cool. And yeah, it's uh, it's I'm pumped about it, man. It's like really like outside of the stuff I have going in the gym. That's like a whole other uh, creative dream and visualization I have going. It's like the same, man. It's the same as all your growth, but just in another you know avenue. Right. With the podcast. That's cool. But, Man, so like you have really grown like the whole time I've known you. You mentioned teaching the blue belt. I've seen you like up your game, move to bigger spots, have more students. Like, what has that process been like for you? Like, how how many times have you moved now and stuff like that? You know, um, <laughs> I don't know if I want Pete to realize how many times I've moved. My my coach. <laughs> well, I've moved like five times. I've owned two at least. To, and then I split room at the karate school. Okay, so I got I had this old place on Main that got uh, demoed for them re- revamping Main. Uh, we moved um, to the city up north, and then I, okay, so when I moved into the gym, so technically this is my fourth location. Um, oh, sorry, fifth location. But when I was at the the last location at the gym, when I was leasing inside the fitness center. I moved around that place um, one, two, three, four, literally five times into different places. The last time I moved, I actually was able to get a, like a, a corner and actually frame it out for myself. So the last, the last year I was actually in a, a, in a secured private, you know, we had our own bathroom. We had a little kid's area. I had a countertop and we had our own little area for the last year. That right there was when I started noticing I was growing um, because it wasn't just mats that were rolled out inside of some, some giant room with people slamming weights all over the place. 
it was yeah. an actual we had our actually own we had our own entrance uh you know it was it was our own thing and i mean my students were amazing they they took it and they owned it and um you know we don't we don't pay we weren't paying for a lot of advertisement i wasn't like you know my you know papering walmart parking lot with flyers or anything like that it was just word of mouth and and paying and being consistent um when we started i didn't know what i was doing like you know Shit, I love me, me either dude i've <laughs> like, learned so much and I, know, made, I, I made a lot of mistakes too you know yeah you know and there was you know there was there was people that i was afraid to to let go of there was you know there was situations that you know i i handled probably wrong that i had to you know all the stuff you 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 don't know you a lot of people just don't know i mean i think even for the people that maybe are in business or some aspect of it you know when you get into a very um a very singular very clicky very uh, cultured business like martial arts or jujitsu, you know, you kind of just piece it together as you go. There's people told me, I mean, we, me and you had conversations about business, you know, and, and it's you, people tell you things and you're like, no, I don't think that's going to happen. Or you don't think it's going to, and it is it, just process elimination. What worked for me, what didn't work for me. And, and then just being consistent. I mean, that's, you know, we get told that from our own coaches, you know, uh, you know, be consistent. You see your growth, you see your promotions and those things. But as an owner and as a, as a coach, that's the big one. I mean, we have to be just that or more consistent than, than our students. And I think that's, where I started noticing, hey, and I stopped competing. Uh, this is something that it's a little different for me than it is a lot of people, but I don't compete as much. You know, I don't focus on my own growth. Um, when I was competing and I was, you know, hitting the pro circuit with like fight to win and stuff like that, or, or, you know, seeing you at tournaments all over, you know, the area, you know, it was, it was a hundred percent, you know, it was like, all right, guys, this is, this is what I'm working on right now. Let's, you know, and you're, you're wanting to grapple and, and home in those things for those fights. When I started changing to where now I have, I write out a curriculum. This is what I'm doing for this week. I'm, you know, I'm hitting these things. I'm hitting these additions. You know, I'm doing, when I've changed that and started just pouring into my students and not being so worried about having to prove anything about who I am and what I can do, that was another one. You know, that, that and the consistency of just throwing into my students. Um, I, I'm here now because of it, I think. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's been the big thing for me is just, you know, every day I get up, every day I go in, every day I try, you know, and tomorrow I fix what yeah. I've met today. Yeah, I saw there's a, a series of books I've been listening to, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad books. I don't know if you've ever heard yeah. of those, but I would at least recommend it for any business owner, the first one. And I'm I'm on my third one in the series. But this guy is like basically like, hey. He's kind of harsh on, on education, but in ways that is merited. Like he really explains how they don't explain to you the basic principles of personal finance and the history of taxation and just some things like that. But he shared this thing today, the author, that was like basically like also one thing that school doesn't really prepare us for is like the concept that you're going to mess up, you're going to fail, and that, th that there is a positive learning result from that. It's, it's all like, 
measurable outcomes. We, we, and then I'm in, I'm in higher education. So it's like, even I'm like, like, what is our learning outcome here, Mr. Wilson? And I'm like, stop calling me that. That's weird. Um, and what is a learning outcome? Uh, I just, I'm just, the war 1812. I don't know. What are we talking about? Right, but it's, you know, but it's very like, it's very, okay, you have to make this grade. You cannot make below this. And it's like, yeah, but where is the, what you just talked about in public education of like, oh, you, you failed, you failed, you failed, you failed. And then you figured it out. Yeah. And now you're no longer failing in that uh, area. And man, maybe that takes you longer than a grade, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, but it is, man, it's like a forging process. That is what I would say. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost 40. I'm just a couple of years from 40. Yeah. Dude, it blows you don't look that old and you got a good <laughs> hair, you got good hair going on. Okay. I've always liked it. Yeah. But you really, you, you, after, I think that I've said that before you like, t- told me like last time we talked that you were like, uh, you know, like 37 or something. I was like, what? No way. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's weird. Yeah, man. You know, it's, you know, I, I've, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I thought about going to the military and then, you know, it was like, uh, me and my wife just celebrated, uh, 14 years yesterday. Congrats. Wow. Thank you. And, you know, we have our four kids and, and that was kind of, you know, that was kind of the thing. The only thing I really knew was I wanted to be married and I wanted to have kids. <laughs> that was, but you can't make money that costs. So I, I, I played in everything. Uh, we had this one time, this uh, radio station here in our area, they went through and they, they called a, a contest where they wanted you to name the jobs that you've had. And so I called in and I got this. So I start rattling off with all these things I've done in my life. Like I've done, I've done pole lighting. I've done, uh, you know, can, uh, vending machine stocking. I've, I mean, I've done so many things in my life. Um, I worked on in a machine shop, you know, I worked on an assembly line. I mean, I've done so many that now in the last five years, I found who I am. Have I done other things in five years? Yes. Uh, have they worked out? No. <laughs> like I tried selling insurance. I, you know, I worked as, as a manager of a gym. I've done different things, but you know, I even did job placement where I'd find other people's jobs because I was so good at finding my own job. Might as well try that. And when you, I think the thing that we get, we get lost in, and, and I think it's in, in education, uh, even for the people that, are, that don't go that route, they go more of the career professional or something like that. You know, we, we try to find what pays the bill, but we never quite try to find what's going to fuel us to get up every day. And I think that's, there's a loss in that. Um, you know, is, is what I'm doing glorious? No, everybody thinks I have a lot of money. I don't. Like there's no, there's not a lot of money and, and at least not right now, maybe one day there'll be some, some, some flow, but you know, I'm, this is a passion and, and because of it's a passion, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to put those pieces together that it might not look, it, today might not work tomorrow. I'll pick up and do it again, but because it's my passion and it's something that I genuinely love doing, which is, which it kind of plays into other things, but it's just teaching. I love to teach. I'm not a professional as much as what you would be, but like with my youth, I'm teaching them on the mat. I'm teaching people. I'm, I'm putting, I'm putting something of my life into these people. 
you know, if it's, if it's a, if the education of the art or if it's, if it's real life stuff, whatever, but that's my passion. And because it's a passion, no many time, how many times I, no matter how many times I fall, I'm going to get back up and try it again. You know, and, and I think that's, that's the thing that we, we've got to get. I hope my kids see that. I hope my kids remember all of this when they're older. Um, you know, I've got my oldest daughter's now helping me. She's an assistant coach. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of my favorite things in the world to share the maths with them. But I hope they see that because this was a passion, I never gave up. And I think that's, that's something we've got to get people to understand is if you want it, you can't give up and who knows what'll happen, you know? No, that's a, that's a great point, man. I think that at least for me, what's fascinating to me, and I've been thinking about that is like, for some people that this is not true, but for me, like a well-lived life is me getting to do things I'm passionate about. Like I would be so terribly unhappy if I was doing other things professionally, like I'm literally, and I I like to always tell people I do everything I want to do professionally. I teach, I got my master's in history, college history uh, job, like best case, like total win, everything I ever wanted, bam. And I don't even have my PhD. Right. So it's like when there got the podcast going for the last couple of years, it's coming together more and more and more and growing like my business got the business still stresses me out. You know, uh, right. still causes me these days that I'm like, man, fuck, you know, I'm like, ah, oh. but everybody goes through that. And, but some people, they could mow the yard at the university and never go through these things that we're talking about right. and, and, and receive and feel fulfillment. And, and right. I just never, I never been that way, but I am fascinated by that, dem- that demographic. That it's like, that's not a, a that's an, a, not a part of their reality. And I think about alternate realities all the time in which like, man, I could be doing these things, but I am so glad I'm not. I try and always remind myself in stressful times. It's like, yeah, you, this is what we want. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah you know, a buddy of mine, uh, he worked with me um, when I was doing job placement. He was kind of a, he was a safety manager for the place I worked for. He, um, we kind of kicked it pretty easy, got along really well. And we started DJing together. So we would go out and do weddings and events and stuff like that. And uh, he hit me up this last, uh, this last summer and he was just tired of it. He was tired of, you know, the, he was on salary. So it wasn't like punch the clock, but he was tired of that group. He was tired of that same thing, not getting to see anything, any fulfillment or any, any growth. Like he just was collecting a check. And, you know, there is a lot of people that are that way. Um, I, I was raised with parents that way. Uh, my mom and my stepdad, that's what they did. They, they both worked two jobs. They collected check. That was, that was it. That was, that was my whole life. It was that, I mean, that's just what I knew. You worked hard, you got paid, you went home to your house. That was that. Uh, but for him, he had this, this, this turn and you brought up the yard. So I thought of him uh, and he started a lawn cart company and I, I'm not a yard guy. I just not a yard guy. Like there's this trail that my dogs have created around the perimeter of the fence and I hate it, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Like, <laughs> like I'm not a yard guy um, and more power to those people that like to do that. Not that guy. 
this hair melts. <laughs> so I'm not a yard guy. Um, but he he is. And he loves being on his mower and he loves having his headphones on and just losing himself in whatever he's listening to. He loves that. And he's getting fulfillment from the ownership of it's now his business. He's making that money. Does he have our stresses? Yes. He has to, he has to produce. It's not the same as collecting a check, but some people, I, I don't honestly feel like, cause I've got some family that are that way still and it, you know, for whatever reason, that fulfillment comes from that check on Friday. You know, I put my time in on Friday. Here's my check. Now I can get to go to the weekend. I get another week of, of substance until that next check comes. And, you know, it's, we almost, we almost need people to want to be that way because it kind of gets the world to stay going the same direction, you know, but man, I just wish more people would see, especially since what we just went through and we're still going through probably for the rest of this year. You know, I didn't have anything else to lean on. You know, I didn't get a stimulus check or not a stimulus check, but a, um, a small business loan. I didn't do any of that stuff. You know, I didn't, yeah. you know, and a lot of us as small gym owners, we didn't get, the, we didn't get those anyways. I, I, tons of people got turned down for that. But on the other side of it, now it's, it, it's, it's mine. I make my decisions and they come and tell us, Hey, you're shut down for six. Yes. We just found out that that will happen. They will shut you down if they want to for an extended, you know, time, but it's still mine, you know, and I wish more people like my buddy would get to that point where it's all of a sudden they're happy with trying to create something and not be happy with just being that rut. But yeah, well, in a certain sect of people, I feel like are like, they're just the type that like your buddy, like maybe maybe he just never tapped into his entrepreneurial spirit until that moment. Right. Like right. I, I was, I don't even remember when but sometime in junior high, they gave administered some sort of test to me. And that's what came back that I would like be an entrepreneurial type. And I was just like, and this is like eighth or ninth grade. And I didn't even start going to public school. I was homeschooled till eighth grade. So I can't remember it's my first or second year. But, like, early on, I was, like, I remember hearing that word and not being able to spell it. Still have trouble with it sometimes. But I'm, like, what is an entrepreneur? Like, yeah. what? What is yeah. that? Like, and, and then I'm, like, because even then, I just, like, didn't really. But, like, looking back on it, I was, like, well, I guess that damn test was right. <laughs> like, uh, I, I was looking for, I was going through the state testing for my uh, my insurance license. And, I went to this one interview. I'll never forget it. It was with the State Farm guy. We hit it off really well. I mean, the the one thing through all, like I sold vacuums door to door. Okay, I was one of those guys. Let me show you what this Kirby can do. Okay. Oh wow. So we got like a minute. If you don't get kicked out of that house in a minute, you can sell that thing. So I was always taught at a really young age how to sell. So in one of the things you do when you sell, you sell yourself. So man, I sold myself. This guy was hooked. And he was like, let's get you in, man. Uh, but you need to talk to my wife. She's my business partner. She has an office. I have an office. And you'll probably be shared locations. So let's go talk to her. So we scheduled an appointment with her. This, this woman, I will never forget her. She ate me alive. She tore me down. I went home feeling so beat up. And we're in martial arts. I've never felt beat up like this. This is bad. 
I'm questioning everything. Like it just, it was something. She gave me a test and she, she looks at the answers of this test and she goes, you're not fit for this. And I go, no, I really think I am. I really want to do this. You know, I'm, I'm almost licensed, to, you know, going through all the things. And she goes, she goes, no, she goes, your test, what you scored is telling me that you're going to want to be an owner. She goes, there's no room for that here. She goes, I'm the owner. He's my partner. There's no room for another owner. She goes, you'll do this for a couple of years and then you'll give up because you're not going to be able to take ownership. And I'm like, that's, that's so interesting. Yeah, but do you think that was like hit the nail on the head in a way? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I ended up taking a, a job. Uh, I was working for an insurance guy here in this in, in my area. I loved it. It felt good. It was I was a professional, you know, I was a professional salesman. And, you know, I'm here hooking up families and selling them insurance policies. And, you know, I learned the ins and outs and I could talk the language. It was fun. Um, and then all of a sudden one day it wasn't. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden my quota gets tripled and all these things happen. And I'm and now the same work I'm doing, I'm making less money. And I'm like, I was done. And then, you know, it hit me what she said and all of that. I mean, that's been three years ago. And here I am today. I, I, I own two businesses and, and, you know, who knows what happens going in the future, but it's mine. Like she was right. <laughs> this lady was right. That stupid test was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, man, too, like it is, um, that is the cool part about all of the stuff that I've kind of done, even, even history, because like, man, I, you know, I'll have a professor tell me things and I'll take notes, but that's not like you go digging, you go read a book about any topic that they gave you like one page of notes on and it's a whole book on it, you know? So it's like everything, that process of learning, like how to hook up all this audio and video equipment or how to, um, run a business like man that is something that just like those sorts of challenges whether you call it building a brand I don't know but it's like I've always kind of been interested in that too just like the process of the development of the idea yeah you know yeah it's really something and that's what kind of got me attracted to t-shirt stuff too because if someone gives you a list of things that they want to see on a t-shirt and you have to take that list and make it and make it reality you know, you have to actually put it into, you know, something that they can see and touch. And it, it started with an idea. Um, you know, it, it's kind of fulfilling. You know, I, I, I compare it to like when my kids are playing with Legos and they bring me this, this blob of Legos and they're calling it a horse and it has like no legs and no head. And they're like, look at my pony. And it's like, you know, oh, that's some crazy stuff. Harry Potter Legos down there. Yeah, there you go. Okay. There you go. I got, I got like every set. I even have the castle. Well, see, you know, I'm talking about the, the, the pile of mush <laughs> that my kids make. You know, in, in, in their minds, they created that, and it's, they're proud of it, you know? And then you, that's why I like the T-shirt game. The, the labor people, first of all, people don't understand what goes into making a T-shirt. That, that stuff is insane how much time goes into that, but – actually getting to see that from start to finish, you know, getting on the computer, starting with just, you know, a couple lines being drawn and then building it into, you know, an idea and a mock-up and sending it to them and then keeping your fingers crossed that you did right. And then making revisions uh, and all that, you know, it, it's, it's, 
I love that creative part and I love that, that challenge, but you know, it's also goes right back into, you know, it's, I think that's what it takes to be an entrepreneur. You have to be willing to create and you know, but I've got buddies that are my age that are like so anti kid. (laughs) They won't create anything, not even a kid. And, And we're probably better for that, you know, maybe, but they, uh, you gotta want to create, I, and it's it's a scary thing to create. You, I think a it lot is. Of it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable. You gotta yeah. put yourself out there, and a lot yeah. of people are truly afraid of the comments section, or I don't know. I, don't, I I've thought a lot about it because I've had people that are super close to me in every facet deter me from putting myself out there, and it's like, yeah. oh, I see these other these other people are putting themselves out there. I want to create things like. Why wouldn't I, why wouldn't you encourage me to do that? You know, yeah. but it's just like, you got to do that. And then that's a, that's the Lego metaphor is, is interesting because all my Lego sets, I use the friendly instructional book and they look great, <laughs> but man, there is no friendly instructional book like that for owning a martial arts school. I know because I have tried to buy that book over the years, dude. Um, and I've been to trade shows and learned and imported and talked to countless school owners. And it's just like, it's almost like throwing something against the wall and just seeing what sticks and being like, all right, we're going to do these three things. We've right. looked at, looked at 20 things. Like when I go to these trade shows, like if you've never been to the martial arts super show, um, and they're not having it this year, but it's, it's every year and it has been, and I hope that they have continue to have it in Vegas, but it's just like, it's for people who own academies. And if there'll be tons of people there giving speech, like, Hey, here's how I do, uh social media here's it's like classes all day and then like i did i trained a takes in there one year you know we got promoted right yeah 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 so that's it's, awesome. it's it's great man it's a lot of fun but that's the closest thing to a martial arts school owners for dummies books that, that exist you know it's right. not a booklet that's just like hey here's how you run your martial arts business it's a lot of just like you know failing and figuring it out and talking to a ton of people and asking how they're doing it and man like panning through what people are telling you not to do because sometimes people tell you not to do something it might work for you no totally yeah totally because there was things um i mean i have i have a great coach there's things that he's that he does that i can't do we're different personalities uh, it's a different area. Um, there's all those things that, you know, I, I've read a couple books and I borrowed a book from a guy and, and it was, it was informative. It really was. The guy goes over like the first like three chapters or so, or going over all his failures. It was, um, I'm going to butcher his last name, but it was a uh, small, do- small dojo, big profit. Not doing a plug or anything. But, um, yeah, I'll look into that. Um, but it, it did have some good information in it. Did everything that he put in that book work for me? No. And not all of it did I follow perfectly either. Um, but there was some points into it that I really, I really liked. The problem with, with that was I took the instructions so literal that I never, I never wanted to push the envelope. Um, you know, I, I stayed safe. And I stayed, I stayed small and I, I wanted to maximize my profit in a smaller location. And I was really, when I was pushing everything in 
and I trying to stay nice and tight, I was actually choking myself is, the, is my, my whole mind visual for what I was going through the last few years. I was doing what I thought someone told me in a book to be right. But in the grand scheme of things, I haven't had walk-ins. Like I haven't been in a location where people just walk in and this, this place, I mean, I have walk-ins and I don't oh, have my sign. Get, yeah. I don't have my sign out yet. Traffic. So, you know, that's, that's what's so, it, it might work. It might not work, but you know, an entrepreneur mind will work it this way. And I, and I, I, I'm pretty sure this is anybody that would call themselves an entrepreneur should, or at least they are doing it this way. They're trying. And if it doesn't work, they try something else and they just keep bouncing off of that. And it's, you know, you can't, you got to be willing to, to create, you got to be willing to, to try and you got to be willing to fail and try something else. Um, I have, yeah. Getting, and getting emotional about your failures, man. Like that's something that I've gotten better at over the years, but man, that is something else. It's like, and I got that from a book, like somebody was just highlighting the fact that like, if you do investments, if you have a retirement, if you are owning property, like there's all of these things that are, are a long-term game. They're sort of out of your control. And if you get emotional about them in the short term, it, it can damage you, you know, it, yeah. it'll damage your outlook. And, and that's, uh, that's been something I've had to try and like, just to like not get emotional when the failures come uh, and just be, be aware that, 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 that is something that's common for most people, right? Just like, Oh, Hey, uh, you messed up and it cost you some money. And, you know, you could have a lot of different mindsets about that. Oh, okay. I'll make it back. Or, uh, okay, uh, I'm an idiot. I cost my wife and I this money. Uh, like, what was I thinking? I'm such an idiot. Like, you, there's just so many paths you can take on one little scenario. And it's just like, big picture thinking. It's like, man, I'm going to make that back. Whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, there's even that, I think, for me, uh, in a, in, if you think about it, like, as a, as like a, a tournament or a fight or, or a pro match or just whatever you have that moment to to grieve for your loss you have that moment to like self-reflect and be like you know just you kind of break for a moment but it's the dwelling on it that keeps you from trying again it's that you if you if i'm gonna my wife will give me an amen on that i'm an emotional guy uh i dude i cry at movies like my kids have made me soft. I just, I'm not a hard street guy anymore. My, uh, but getting off of that, you need that moment. You need to, for me, uh, and because I'm emotional, I need that moment to, to release. I mean, that's what I'm, that's what it is. It's a release, but it's not a dwelling where I'm stuck. And I keep staying in that for so long that I can't get back up and try something else. Or, you know, I think that's one of those people, they, they try, they, they have that moment of grieving and that grieving time never ends. And I think that's a, that's a big struggle. Yeah. That's one thing that I've kind of honed in on is trying to like, uh, yeah, I got this from a book too, but just to be an active observer of your emotions, you know, 
kind of froze up a little bit. Can you see is me? Is that me? 